Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the TC Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. They are even. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain. TC Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Fox. Right up front. Younger fan inside of the net. Is now in hour number two. Oh, yeah, what a time! NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. You can't beat it. All right, hour number two. We're gonna go straight to the peg. We've got team coverage from the peg. You can't beat that. And also, uh, Matt Holt will be uh, joining us as well, too. We'll talk to him from the gaming side for the NBA and NHL playoffs. And also the news about the Detroit Lions players uh, gambling on their premises. All right, we touched upon that uh, on our show on Friday. And speaking of Friday, don't forget our Friday home at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. Come on by, see the show live each and every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. And a plethora of our outstanding guests who join us on Friday. Now, speaking of, of one of those that uh, has uh, been there with us and uh, a staple of the show for quite some time. It doesn't matter which property, if it's Las Vegas or it's on the road, doesn't matter what country, United States, Canada, he is with us providing team coverage for us as the Golden Knights get ready for game number four tonight against the Winnipeg Jets, a place that he knows very, very well. We're talking about our good friend Brian Benowitz, Double B in the peg, along with his tag team partner and one of our loyal listeners from the peg, Jerry the Dentist. What is going on, Double B? Oh, it's it's just I couldn't be having a better time, eh? Uh, here in Winnipeg. Hey, did I get did I catch an A there? <laughs> I threw that in for fun, but it's it, it's it's been a, it's been it's a little chillier than normal. Today's a nice day, but uh, it is a, a town that is engrossed in the Winnipeg Jets. And the street scene was amazing. The whiteout, if you've never experienced it, everybody should because it is an insane party uh, and people have a great time. And the game was electric and it was nerve-wracking at the end. Uh, I was one of maybe two dozen, I'd say, Vegas yeah. Golden Knight fans. Would you say that, Jerry? About two dozen. Uh, I got booed mercilessly and, 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 and heckled pretty good. Uh, but it was good-natured ribbing and it was just a lot of fun. And in the end... Uh, the, the place got pretty darn quiet and uh, when Vegas Golden Knights pulled it off, but it was a, a fun time, and, and Winnipeg knows how to have a party, and they know all about hockey, and it just should be another wonderful night tonight. Well, I thought you might get disguised a little bit since you did wear the white Golden Knights jersey, you know, the white sweater. I mean, so I did. So unbeknownst to the Winnipeg fans, who, who actually had mad respect for me because I, I wore not only a white jersey out of respect to the whiteout, I wore a Schmidt jersey. And of course, Schmidt plays for right. the the Winnipeg Jets now. So they were really excited about that. I kind of that's really nice. I said, well, but come Monday, I'm I'm a rebel. I'm going with the black retro oh, no. and and, no. and, a, and a black toque. So I'm gonna stick out a little more. And unbeknownst to them, I'm three and zero in Winnipeg in that Schmidt jersey. <laughs> 
So okay, time uh, out, time out, rewind. See, before you were a Golden Knights fan, you were a Jets fan. You were a diehard Jets fan. You are in the home there of Jerry the dentist. You are there in Winnipeg, a place that you know and love, and they love you. Why wouldn't you go at least one game with the old school throwback Jet jersey? Come on. So I have the Jets. I have the Jets T-shirt underneath. It's going to stay underneath. No, no. Uh, but seriously, why it, wouldn't you go Jets? And it's going to be night too. Why wouldn't you go Jets? Well, because you know what? Uh, my my heart is in Las Vegas these <laughs> days, and uh, I have six seasons with the Vegas Golden Knights, yeah. and they're 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 my team. Okay. I still follow the Jets religiously. I watch every one of their games. I pull for them, but when they're playing together. It's VGK all the way, baby. You know, if there, Brian, if there was ever a candidate to do one of those uh, silly half-and-half half jerseys that we see, like, players' parents yeah. wear, uh, this would be the perfect yeah. occasion, and I'm sure you know enough people that you could get one of those bad boys done. You know, and the 88 would be perfect. Yes. I mean, it's actually an easy one. <laughs> right. It's actually an easy one, so, yeah, I could probably, I could probably get that. I could probably make that happen maybe for next year. We'll see. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and, and here's another thing. If you're 3-0... and in that jersey, the white jersey, then yeah. why wouldn't you wear it tonight? Because I was prepared to come out with uh, with respect on Saturday for the first game and then be completely rebellious tonight. So I'm, I'm ready. Focus on what I was going to wear. I told you before. Yep. And uh, uh, I'm ready. So uh, uh, the team, by the way, played exceptionally well. I mean, obviously, the Jets had an, an amazing push to tie that game up in the third uh, sprung by kind of a weak goal that was given up to make it four to two, but then the Jets took momentum, and uh, the, the 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 Vegas Golden Knights are remarkably healthy right now, with the exception of a couple of goaltenders and Carrier, and I think they're they're built and ready to go tonight. Uh, unfortunately for the Jets, uh, Nikolai Ehlers is still out, and he is a dynamic player that they've sorely missed uh, as they try to get their lines together, and now. Uh, Josh Morrissey is uh, out for the remainder of the series, and he's a, probably one of the top, we'd say, five defensemen in, in the league right now. So that's that's a tough one to replace. But you know, it's next man up mentality, and you know, there's no complaining. You got one day to get your guys ready and go. All right, so let's talk about Game Three. The Knights uh, jump into that okay. quick two nothing lead, and then it goes to four to one, and then here comes the jet rush to tie this thing up. I mean, so exciting. Can only imagine what it was like in that. Uh, arena there, but uh, to tie it up at the end of the third, and then so what transpired? What did you see? How did this thing? Were, were the Jets able to come back the way they did in the third period? So, so the Knights probably played their best two periods of hockey in the playoffs in the first two periods. Would you agree with that, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would agree. So, and they're just absolutely dominant. You start the third, and, and it's really. More of the same for a little while. And then Niederreiter gets a, a, a kind of a floater that goes in at 4-2 and it wakes up the arena. Um, the Jets have a nice push, but, but the Knights are playing structured hockey and they're not playing poorly in the third. They're maybe sitting back a little more than they should, but they're not playing bad until Phil Kessel takes a really bad penalty. He takes a bad penalty in the offensive zone, uh, holding the stick penalty, which you really don't need to do you know, ever in that situation, ever. And with, I think, 27 seconds left on the power play, Shifley snipes one in, and then it's game on. And the place went bonkers. When, when I don't know who shot a Pionk, maybe shoots the puck, and, and, and um, Broussois can't control the rebound, it kind of pops yeah, out of his thing, and Lowry buries it. I mean, it was deafening. It was deafening in there. 
I had a lot of people mocking me at that time. Uh, I didn't fear my safety by any means, but there was a lot of people flashing jets and giving me high fives and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, well, it's, it's still just, it's still just tied, you guys, you know, and, uh, of course it went into the, the first overtime was about as intense a hockey as you could have. No, and I don't think either team really had uh, a huge scoring chances in the first period of overtime. But by the second overtime, you got to remember, I think Piot played 41 minutes in that game. You know, they're down Morrissey since the first period, they're, and they're they're not going deep into their bench. And so the Jets are really uh, struggling a little bit. And eventually, it comes back to haunt them. Where um, Sandberg, Sandberg makes he makes he gets the puck behind the net. Looks like he's going to go up the boards, which is the smart play. Maybe he sees somebody that he thinks he could spring. I don't know. He goes up the middle, puts it right off of Barbashev's skate directly to Amadio, who buries it for the game winner, which was uh, we're at the opposite end of the rink. Uh, I stood up quickly and then kind of just was hoping that nobody hit me in the back of the head, but everything was just <laughs> and, and, and they move on. So uh, Michael Amadio, by the way, he's skating great. Uh, this is hard to believe a guy that was picked up on off of waivers uh, with the way he's going now. Um, Eichel looks fantastic. Uh, Carlson and Smith look amazing. Um, I, the, the team really does look like a, a, a team that could be reckoned with. Um, but this is not going to be an easy one tonight by any means. The Jets are going to play with reckless abandonment, and we'll see how it goes. Um, they've got a very talented guy named Stanley, right? Logan, Logan Stanley, who's coming in, I, I believe, for Morrissey, and he's a giant. He's six foot seven, so you can't miss him out there. Uh, he'll bring some more of the physical game, and uh, expect more of the same. I expect tonight, though, to be a very low scoring, grinding game, but, you know, that could be still seven six after I said that, but. Uh, uh, you know, we just uh, we, we don't really want a big overtime game because it's a late start out here, eight thirty at night. Um, but uh, it'll be rocking in there again, and uh, we're excited to get out for the street scene. There it is, Double B. Brian Benowitz in the house, and now I want to talk to Jerry, the dentist. Okay, and now here's what uh, I want to know, Jer- Jerry. Yeah, let's let's go I'm to Jerry. Jerry, right now. Hold on. Okay. So, Jerry, here's what I want to know. It, it, I, I need to know, is today a, a holiday for, for the dentist? I mean, are you not working today? Did you take the day off or Monday's? Uh, this is No, 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 TT. No, 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 no. No no, time off for Jerry the dentist. I was busy doing the root canals this morning and getting out there for the game tonight. I love it. Now, okay, now, so Double B told me, and I've seen the pictures. I mean, outstanding. I mean, you got you and Chef Olga over there. And for those that don't know, we've had Jerry on the show before when he's come to visit us here. He is a, the only one I know, the dual a season ticket holder. Dual season ticket holder. That is correct. Right, the dual season ticket holder for the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights. So, Jerry, my question for you here is, okay, this atmosphere that we have only seen on television, I know Double B's experienced it a couple times, but you're, you're there all the time. Paint the picture for our listeners and Golden Knights fans. What's the difference between the two arenas? Vegas? Okay, the... Vegas is crazy. T-Mobile is insane on a daily basis. It is, you know, the Nitron going. We've got, in, in Vegas, we've got the cheerleaders. We've got the drum bot. It is, it is an experience all the time. Coming to Winnipeg, the games in Winnipeg, during the season, not quite the same. But as, as Brian mentioned, the whiteout is, it's a beast all to its own. It is unbelievable to see. You walk in. You walk into the rink, there is a white towel on every seat, which normally are blue or gray. On top of that, it's not just white jerseys, TC. We're talking 
uh, bridal gowns. We're talking <laughs> like Princess Leia with a white face. We're talking. We had cup. We had a couple that we have a picture of Brian getting shot by a stormtrooper in 2018. We saw the same couple on Saturday and duplicated the picture. It is insane. It is. It rivals what you would see down in Vegas. In Vegas, everybody's wearing their jerseys, but everybody's wearing all the jerseys, right? I've got my gray one. I've got my red one. I've got my white one. And with the Jets, it's the same. I'm wearing whatever color during the year. But when everybody puts on the same color, it's and, and you get, we beat the loudest sound of the season in the warm-up. Wow. That's how loud it is. Wow. So the loudest, you know, that, you know, they, they, they're all, all every game of the season, they're telling you, Hey, this was our number last, last game. Let's try and beat it. No one even asked. Mm-hmm. So they, we had, we, the, the arena was the loudest we've seen all year before the game started. And when Lowry had the tying goal with 21 seconds left, you had 15,000, you know, 173 standing. You had 12 knots and, uh, it was, it was insane. Mm-hmm. It was super loud. And I'll tell you, that's playoff hockey. That is playoff hockey, and whoever you support, you've just got to be there. And it is—it's just—it's fun. It is just fun all all around. Now, Jerry, I understand that you had the barbecue of all barbecues yesterday, and Double B said it was in honor of him. Now, I saw this spread here. I mean, what was this all about? And, And describe the food here. Well, TC, I mean, firstly, you got to have the ribs. So oh, if yes. you're going to do the ribs, you got to smoke them low and slow, man. <laughs> it's that's a six hour adventure for the ribs. Huh. And then if you're going to, you know, you, you got to have some people aren't rib lovers. You got to do the steaks. Hmm. So if you're going to do steaks, hmm. it's you don't ask. If you go to a barbecue and you don't let anyone ask you how to cook a steak, you tell them, here's the steak. Oh. So the steak, nobody asks. Hmm. They know. No one dares ask. A true barbecuer about the doneness of the steak. You just get the steak appropriately done. Okay. No, well, then on top of that, okay, some people may not be beef lovers, so you got to have some chicken, you know. And it's a good thing there are no vegetarians in our family, TC. That's very important. How many pieces you know? of meat were on that grill between ribs, uh, chicken, and steak, Jerry? We had we had uh, we had a six rack smoker going all day, oh, and then we had. Uh, an entire Costco tenderloin all cut up on there and probably half a dozen chicken breasts. So that was all going at one time. Unbelievable. All right. Now give uh, double B the phone back. Cause now I got to ask him this question, uh, about the, the meat. All right. So, so all right, here you go. Here Here's double B. Here, double B back, back to, okay. Tell me the difference. You missed a heck of a barbecue. Yeah, I know. Tell you me about it, but here's what I want to know. Okay. All the pictures. Give me the the difference yeah. between the the Canadian steak or Canadian ribs or whatever compared to American. I mean, you got a preference? Is there much of a difference? What's the dealio? Well, I'll take Jerry the dentist with anybody. Wow, he put a, he put together an incredible barbecue. We had I don't know forty or fifty people here. It seemed like thirty five people here. Everybody was happy. Not to mention there were snacks and desserts and, and you know, you'd think we might have watched hockey all the way to the very end of that Edmonton LA game. Of course we did. Of course you did. So it, it was it, it was a ball, and then we had some nice drinks and really, really some hmm. insanely nice people because, you know, it is known as friendly Manitoba. It's not an angry Manitoba here. So people had a great time, and, and uh, it, we were really just a ball. All right. Final thing here for you guys. Uh, 
Talk a little bit about uh, Hellebuck. A great game one. Really not much after that. How much of a factor is his play right now as you head into to game five? And do you put uh, those five goals that the Knights uh, put on him in the last two games uh, on him or more the defense in front of him? I put it more on the defense in front of him personally. Mm-hmm. When you lose Morrissey and then a couple of times you got defensemen taking penalties, so now you only got four defensemen to go with. Uh, and and losing Morrissey and, and then you have you know somebody in the box, it, it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on on their, their the remaining four guys. They they're just sucking up too much time. Uh, uh, Hellebuck is a uh, former Vesno Award winning uh, uh, goalie. He's outstanding. He's a little difficult. You could beat him up top a little bit, but when he gets into the game early, he's very very difficult, and he can typically control his rebounds. There's absolutely nothing he could do about that Amadio shot. Nothing. Yeah. You know, that's something that came at him fast, bing, bang, and it's, and it's up in the corner and it's done. Um, we'll see how it goes tonight. Most of the mistakes that have been made in the game have come back to haunt, to, to, to haunt the teams. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a game where if you make an error and they pounce on it and score, it puts a tremendous pressure. Now, the, the Jets were able to really gut it out and show their leadership and come back after being down three goals going into the third um, of who they are. Now, is that all they have? We'll see. Uh, it's got to be next man up mentality for them because you can't afford to cry about who's not in there. You just got to go with who you have. Right. And Kyle Con- and, uh, Kyle uh, Connor has been fantastic, hasn't he? 32 goals, 49 assists on the season. And you know about uh, Shifley and Wheeler, but but Connor is has been phenomenal. Kyle Connor is a, a budding superstar. He'd be a household name if he didn't play in Winnipeg, uh, in the States. Uh, they just don't get to see him very often. Also a former, uh, you know, go blue university of, uh, of Michigan. I mean, that's why I brought him um, up. Yeah. But he is, he is an, he is an excellent, excellent. He scored 47 goals last year. He actually went on some really long slumps this year, but that puck and what he can do and how quickly he releases it is pretty remarkable. Uh, Bruce Waugh has made, I'd say a dozen fantastic saves in, in this series and really saved. I'd, oh, I'd, I'd say, yeah, he, he, in, in game two in the first period, he keeps him in, uh, keeps us in the game until they, the jet, until the Knights can finally find their game and go. So, um, you, is that a recipe you want, you know, Kyle Connor bearing down on you with uh, Pierre Luc Dubois? That's probably not what you want, but he's made the timely saves. Yeah. Adam Lowry's been out of his mind. He's really, I mean, what a player, uh, what a great two way player, gritty, Wins face-offs, fights. I mean, he's just a – he's a really – he's got four goals, I think, in the in – the, in the, in the, in the. All right, so final final thing for yeah. both of you guys. Final score prediction, Double B, we'll start with you. Give us final score. What happens tonight? I, I expect a very, very tight, low-scoring game. Not a lot of chances. Now, because I said that again, I think the score now will end up 7-6. to six. No, not But no I shot. expect this game to be – Vegas Golden Knights, 3-1 to one with an empty net goal to wrap it up. All right, Jerry the dentist. Hold on, I'm going to give it to Jerry. There we go, Jerry. G- g- give us, give us TC, the final score. Uh, TC, I'm, I'm going to switch it a little up on you. I agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think we are going to see at least a couple of fights today. I think it's going to get chippy, and I give it the Jets 3-2. There's going to be no empty netter. It's going to go down to the wire. I love it. All right, and, the, and real quick, the, the, the tailgate, the pregame festivities, uh, the food. Oh, the what, are you, what, what are you guys doing this early. Okay. The, the, the pregame has started early. We got some red wine going down. We're going to head to the street party. The street party will be starting about excuse me, two and a half, three hours before game time. It doesn't quite rival the uh, 
the Raiders tailgates at Allegiant, but mm-hmm. it's going to be it'll be epic. Well, that's because you don't have silver oh, yeah. and, black, and then Christy, silver and black Charlie running. Christy, Christy just showed up. Yeah. Christy with a C has just shown up. She's got the bedazzled jersey. She's got the bedazzled cowboy boots today. I've seen that. Photos to follow. The photos to follow. It's going to be. It is going to be some bedazzlement going down at the uh, Canada Life Center tonight, my friend. All right. Well, you guys enjoy. I can't wait to see more pictures. Uh, thanks for the time, Jerry. Tell <laughs> Olga, Christy with a C, everybody, the whole crew, all of our Canadian followers who uh, who listen to the show, appreciate them. Much love. Enjoy the contest tonight, and hopefully we'll see you back here uh, for game number five. Here. Good, well, all right, we'll, we'll see you soon. Thanks, TC. There Take it, care. Bye-bye. Jerry the Dentist, Double B. Our live coverage coming from the peg. You got to love that. How about that? Chicken, steak, ribs, just amazing. And and the jet dog. Don't forget the jet dog. But still, no ketchup on jet dogs. We can't have that. That jet dog, they got a super jet dog now. It's a double where you can get that bad boy. Tremendous. All right. So now let's go from the uh, the fandomonium to our media brother. All right. Jesus Lopez does a fantastic job. Longtime colleague, uh, ESPN Deportes Las Vegas here. You can hear the Spanish broadcast on 1460 AM here in Vegas. Uh, one of, uh, my good friends and colleagues does a fantastic job. And Jesus is there. He'll be broadcasting the game tonight on ESPN Deportes Las Vegas. Jesus, what's going on, brother? Tito Martin, how you doing? I'm very happy to be with you. Uh, it's an honor being in your show, uh, Tito. How's it going? It's going great, my friend. I know it's been a while because when we were working in the same building, I'd, I'd have you on every now and then, and always great. And uh, I got to know, my friend, what has your downtime been like there in Winnipeg? All right, that's what I want to talk about. I want to know what you have been eating. I mean, can you find a quality Mexican restaurant in Winnipeg? That's really what I want to know. No, no, no. There are a few, but uh, no, they're not Mexican. It's like a pretending Mexican cuisine, ah, you know? <laughs> see, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but no, no, no. They're very good uh, steakhouses and uh, very great pizza places. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a very uh, it's a fantastic uh, city, uh, Winnipeg. I've never been here before. I've been to Vancouver and Toronto, mm-hmm. but not not Winnipeg. And it's it's an amazing place. It is. Hey, Seuss, let's talk a little bit about your journey. Uh, it's been tremendous. I mean, you started calling the Vegas Golden Knights game since the inaugural season 2017. And look at this. You were, you were doing the home games and now you're covering the road playoff games as well. Uh, I know that you get, uh, a lot of fanfare and, uh, a lot of kudos, deservedly so. This has just had to be an incredible journey for you. It is a dream. It is a dream. You know, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I ever told you, you know, the whole story of me coming back to the United States, but I was forced to leave my country. And uh, after everything we, you know, we went through to uh, 2009, 2010, and now I've been here, you know, it's like a, a totally, totally new, new life. Uh, and I'm, it's a dream uh, doing this, being able to broadcast for my people and, and, and also uh, deliver delivering this passion for such a great sport as uh, hockey is uh, I, did, I didn't know anything about hockey so when I uh, when I got offered to do this uh, when I got to go then I start reading a lot about the history of hockey where it began how it began the first clubs you know uh, where the first the first uh, league was created and everything so uh, I just like to get acquainted with them 
with what I'm going to talk about, and and uh, it's it's uh it's it's amazing, you know. As I said before, hockey has a soul of its own, and you cannot compare this sport to anything else. And the passion, I never knew what passion was, uh, TC, until I got here to uh, Winnipeg. The passion for this sport, TC, it's like a World Cup final anywhere in the world. You know, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's indescribable. It's, it's just too, too strong. And, and, uh, and the noise inside the, the, the um, life uh, center arena, it, it's just uh, overwhelming. So I believe one of the first uh, enemies that the Vegas Golden Knights have on ice is, is the fans, you know, because it's, it's so uh, loud and, and the passion, as I said, you know, I'm sorry for saying it twice, but it's just uh, overwhelming, too much. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, the, the story is great with you because, like you said, you weren't a hockey fan. And, and I, and I remember when, you know, uh, the brass came up and said, Hey, how, how would you like to, to broadcast these Vegas Golden Knights games? Uh, and real curious, <laughs> I mean, how did you go about learning about hockey and then learning the opposing teams? Because, you know, when you do play by play, I mean, you have got to know the league. You've got to know, uh, the teams. And I, I, well, I, know, I, I can only imagine how, how much this is, uh, you know, that you've grown and transpired. But, you know, you go back to that first season. I mean, did you, was it self-taught or did you reach out to other people to learn more about the NHL? You know what? Uh, when I do, uh, I did for a long time soccer, you know, play by play on soccer. Yeah. So uh, we have this system uh, that I learned in Mexico that is called PPDDA. I'm going to try to translate it. PPDDA is position, possession, direction, defense, and attack. If you cover those five points, you're doing play by play properly. Yes. And uh, uh, I mean, thank God, you know, that attached to the hockey rink. And, and that was my first help. The second help is that I have Dan Duva, Shane Knighty, Dave Rocher, Gary Lawless. All of those guys are like, hey, Jesus, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? So this is a great institution. And also, you know, uh, the owner of the team, uh, Bill Foley, uh, it's, uh, he lived in Venezuela for three years, so he speaks Spanish. And so uh, believe me, I, I know that he's, you know, happy with what we have in Lotus Broadcasting and, and, and uh, in Spanish. And... and uh, but the thing is that every uh, since we started to do this, uh, TC, you see, you walk into a Mexican supermarket, you know, and and everyone is wearing something for the night, and a hat, a scarf, a t-shirt. I mean, the, our people is crazy about this team, and we have to remember something, TC, with all due respect. This team brought the city together after what happened in October the first. Okay. You know, it was it, it, it's, it's not a logo; it's a shield against uh, you know the protects people in Las Vegas from the pain of what happened in that day. And, and uh, you know, on um, October the 10th, first professional game in Las Vegas. And it's when Derek Engelen said that famous phrase, uh, we are Vegas strong. And everyone was crying at the arena, TC. Mm -hmm. Everyone was crying. It was just too, too fresh. It was a very deep wound that was just too fresh. And uh, it was a very emotional moment. So I believe... Uh, the intangible connection between the team and the people from Las Vegas. And, you know, only Paris, I believe, has uh, um, people from all over the world, just like Vegas. But everyone is together and, and gives you a sense of uh, belonging, a sense of um, identity when you wear the, 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 the Vegas Golden Eye shirt. I wore it a couple of times in Cancun and, and people yelling, you know, from... from uh, up above on the windows, go night, go. That's really nice, uh, you know. Yeah. That's good. 
And, and as I said, you know, it gives you identity. And, and uh, I don't know what this is. I'm just, I'm just living a day at a time, enjoying this, because uh, sometimes it's too much. <laughs> yes. I understand. Jesus Lopez uh, does a fantastic job covering the Golden Knights. Can hear his broadcast on the Spanish side, 1460 AM here in Las Vegas, ESPN Deportes, Las Vegas. Very few NHL teams have Spanish broadcasts. How have you been treated by them and the other organizations? You know, I had a couple of interviews this morning with uh, local radio, and, uh, they are crazy about the fact that, you know, the diversity is a very strong, uh, thing mm-hmm. on the, among this society. Because if you come to Winnipeg and you see there's a lot of people from India, from Pakistan, from South America, from uh, Philippines, Taiwan, Vietnam. So it's, it's a melting pot uh, here in, in Winnipeg. And everyone is, I don't know if it's the unclement weather because it's very, you can see anywhere all these tunnels that connect one building to another because when, there's snow. There's you cannot walk on the streets. So, um, but everyone here is just uh, uh, very friendly. So when they when they heard that I was coming, you know, they call me and they say, "Hey, can we have you on radio? We want to know about this." And is this your call, really? Is this the way you do it? Because they, you know, they got uh, my my, my goal calls, and I do it soccer style. You know, go that long goal call. And, and is this really your, is this really how you do it? And that's really nice. And, and, uh, I, I have nothing but appreciation and thankfulness for everyone that made this, you know, uh, happening. In this case, you know, Natalie Marsh, she's always behind me and, and, uh, and she's, uh, um, she's on top of things and is making things happening, uh, TC. And I believe that is the, the best part of, of this, uh, TC, is that you are backed up by your team and by your people. And and uh, make you feel just comfortable, you know. It's it's a uh, it's a very nice uh, thing that I'm living with uh, this experience. The only thing that I saw hockey uh, TC was in 1989, uh, I believe 88, when the Los Angeles Kings acquired Wayne Gretzky. We uh, went to a couple of games in LA, but that was it. You know, uh, it's not easy to. It's, I mean, it's not hard to understand the rules. Very similar to soccer, and and. Uh, but that was it. So I was looking for references when I got the chance to do this. I was looking for references on on uh, internet, uh, hockey in Spanish, and the only thing that I could find is it was a goofy cartoon from 1956 translated to Spanish, and it's called uh, Hockey Homicide. And uh, the pace of the guy doing the play-by-play was a Colombian guy that I believe died already, um, and I was like, that's that's the feeling. That's the spirit of hockey because every single sport has its own its own pace. And and uh, but hockey, I mean, TC, you have the puck in four seconds on the other side of the rink, and you have to be, I mean, accuracy uh, doing this play by play. It's too much, you know. With, <laughs> when if it's for TV, that's fine, no problem, because people is watching what's happening. Right. But when it's for radio, you have to frame in the mind yeah. of the people how the rink is done and, and where they are, and 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 uh, yeah, it demands a lot. 350 to 380 words per minute. Wow. That's what we yeah. score. Yeah. 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 All right. Hey, Seuss, we get ready for tonight's game. It's a huge game. Game four between the Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. If the Knights win, they'll take a commanding 3-1 lead, and then game five back here, and you'll be back to the friendly confines of your perch there at T-Mobile Arena. So here's what I'd like for you to do, my friend. Okay, because you know us. Okay. You, know, you know me. We, we get a little crazy here. So I want, right. you, I want, I want to know what you think 
is going to happen tonight, okay? And I want you to give us the last 30 to 40 seconds of the game as you think it's going to unfold tonight and give us your call in Spanish. And maybe if it's a last goal or maybe if it's an empty netter, <laughs> I want you to give it to me only like Jesus Lopez can. Here we go. The clock's weighing down. Here's my man, Jesus Lopez. Well, you got it. You know what? Let me, first of all, let me tell you something. We don't know if Josh Morris is coming back. You know, and I think uh, he's he out. Lower body injury. Yeah. yeah, I think and he's out. If it's, well, Josh Morris, he happened to be the best player for the Jets left for this season. Yes. So it's a big loss for them. The other thing is, I believe the Vegas Organized have to take it easy, especially in the middle of the ring. I mean, on a neutral zone, they have to take it easy. And if they have the opportunity to kill, if you're four to one, go for the final one and six to one. Don't get comfortable. You know, so uh, that's what I believe. And and now they're doing something that they didn't do in the first game. When they take the puck near the net, they give a couple of touches to the puck before they decide what to do with it. So because, you know, the first game, every time that they touch the puck, they just give it away. Now they think about it, and, and they frame a play from behind the net, and that's helping a lot. The other thing uh, to me is uh, they have to – be more uh, physical because, believe me, the Winnipeg Jets are really, really physical. So they're going to have to expose a little bit of physical him, uh, uh, physical thing. So here's the thing. Uh, um, T.C. Martin. So, there we go. Keegan Colasar. Keegan Colasar. Avanzando para Nick Roy. Nick Roy. El pase a la parte trasera de la red. Viene Brett Howland. Señores, solamente cinco segundos en la red. Señores, Brett Howland con el disparo. And the translation is final score. <laughs> <laughs> and then we won, you know, in the last five seconds. <laughs> Hey, Suze, that is outstanding, my friend. I I, I, I love uh, being close to you up there in the press box when I see you going crazy, my friend. I know it's a good thing, man. But, uh, hey, enjoy Winnipeg uh, tonight, my friend, and we look forward to seeing you back here for game number five. Continue the fantastic job that you're doing. I know everybody appreciates it and uh, well-deserved uh, for everything you've done for not only the Golden Knights, but, uh, you know, this community as well too, brother. And it's always great seeing you. Not only at hockey games, but you're my you're my boxing brother too. And I love seeing you in the yeah. fights. And we're sitting next to each other. And we're chopping it up, and we're we're watching blow for blow. And uh, I know you do a fantastic <laughs> job uh, doing boxing as well. So uh, thank you very much, Tizzy. It is an honor, and yeah. believe me, you have all my admiration. Thank you very much, Tizzy. Thank you, Jesus. Have a good call tonight. And we'll be uh, watching. I will. All right, take care. There he is. Thank you, my man. Thank Jesus you. Lopez in the peg. Getting ready for tonight's game between the Vegas Golds. How about that? Huh? We're bringing to you American style, Espanol style. Yeah! Golden Knights, Winnipeg Jets coming up. Game four, 6.30 face-off tonight. This is Carnell, a.k.a. Golden Pipes, and I want to welcome you back to the T.C. Martin Show. All right, NBA 
playoffs, NHL playoffs. Oh, yes, it continues on tonight. Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets coming your way. 6.30 face-off, and the Jets, they're in a must-win situation trying to tie this series up. Golden Knights with a victory, 3-1. Have a commanding lead if that happens the rest of the way here. All right, let's talk to our good friend Matt Holt. Uh, joins us now, U.S. Integrity. Matt, what is going on, my man? TC, how are we doing? You know, I love this time of year. You know, baseball's still fresh, and you're getting into the season. And, you know, hockey playoffs are always so much more fun than hockey regular season. You know, the games are so tight. I'll tell you the one thing, though, the NBA so far has been all about who's playing every night as the amount of suspension and injuries thus far in round one has just been astounding. Yeah, and, you know, just the you mentioned the NHL playoffs regular season to – to postseason dramatic difference, but as we know, Matt, it's that way in the NBA too. I mean, now now is kind of must see, you know, TV and watching, especially with the Warriors and the Kings series. I mean, the regular season, I know I've kind of cooled off on it myself over the years, but man, postseason, you know, NBA playoff time, it is fantastic. And if you haven't been watching this Kings uh, Warriors series, I mean, it is a sight to behold, and it's only the first round. I mean, this really feels like a a Western Conference final between these two teams. Yeah, it sure does. Unfortunately, again, part of the big narrative in the series has been the, you know, which players are missing, whether it's Draymond Green with the suspension or now De'Aaron Fox with the the injured finger who's going to miss uh, tonight's game. Yeah. All right, Matt, let's talk a little bit. Let's uh, switch gears here and go back to the NFL. You know, we talked a little bit on Friday about the story that broke towards the end of last week with the Detroit Lions players and, and Washington Commanders players suspended for gambling uh, using a mobile app uh, to place wagers. Uh, and a couple of the Lions players did this on their own premises. So talk a little bit about how this unfolded. Uh, this is what you and your, your company do. You have these contracts with all these leagues and in college conferences. We talk about it all the time. And you do a fantastic job of monitoring this. So no one better to talk about this story than you. So kind of uh, take us you know, to the beginning, how this thing unfolded, and then where we sit right now with it. Yeah, and I can't really speak to how it really unfolded with an ongoing investigation, but at the end of the day, um, while the NBA always gets, I mean, the NFL always gets headlines as the most popular league and the most popular sport in North America, uh, this isn't just an NFL issue. It's sports all across America. And I think it's all about education now at this point. You know, some of these athletes don't really understand the ramifications that, you know, A, it's a league policy for a very good reason as they start to expand their betting partnership and the league's roles in regulated sports betting. But just as importantly, it's actually a violation of state laws or state regulations in many jurisdictions that these athletes betting on their own events or their own leagues could actually be participating participating in criminal activity. So I think the emphasis moving forward is just that the leagues need to really put a ton of time, effort, and and consideration into the education and awareness um, about this type of activity so that the athletes, similar to anything else, whether it was drugs, when drug, you know, when sort of steroids went through their big thing or, or anything else, so that they're aware, hey, if you participate in this, here's what's going to happen. And um, you know, I think that's inevitably what'll what'll stop a lot of this. 
How does the NFL monitor these situations and, and find out uh, you know, that players are gambling on these different sports? So basically all of the NFL players are on what's called a prohibited better list. You know, I, uh, part of my company's responsibility is to monitor and help distribute this prohibited better list to the operators. And inevitably, from a state gaming perspective, it is the responsibility of the betting operators to ensure um, that athletes who are on you know, an NFL team aren't betting on NFL games. And how do they do that? They take people on a list of, of players and make sure that they're not betting. There's so many, and a lot of times in person when signing up for an account, the people don't necessarily recognize the individual signing up as athletes. But all it takes later on is someone to identify that this is the individual on the list, technology to identify them, um, someone to say something, geolocation to, to recognize where they're wagering from. And basically it's really hard to not get caught. There's so many things that would pick up, whether it's somebody at your, your household making wagers when they know you shouldn't, it's you in the team facilities where again, they can geolocate the wagers being made on an account to that facility and that particular area of a facility. You know, at this point, I just don't, I think part of the education on this needs to be the fact that someone is always watching, that technology is, is unbiased and always truthful, and the technology used to identify these things is very good, and thus the, the chance of people getting away with it now isn't so good, and, and I'm hoping that that'll be the message here, that look, every time people do this, they get caught, maybe we should just stop doing it because it's not worth it. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers, you know, in the NFL. He was suspended for an entire season last year uh, for this. Uh, you know, he's making wagers, you know, on uh, on games. Um, we know the NFL is very, very serious about this. And then now this happens with Lions players and Commanders players. Is this going to be? more of a common thing that we start hearing about, Matt? Because, you know, back in the day, and again, I've been in so many locker rooms where the players didn't even know anything about sports betting. They didn't know anything about point spreads. They couldn't even tell you. They were more interested in playing video games and playing dominoes, seriously. But now we're starting to hear a little bit more and more. And Of course, as we know, this was not only the NFLs, but all the major sports, you know, um, concern about having teams here in Vegas. So when we start hearing about these teams, especially, you know, a high draft pick or a star wide receiver or or, you know, players that have some cachet to their name, do you think that more of this is going to be common for us to hear about these players betting and getting caught? I don't know. I actually think TC might go the other way. And the reason why is I think that we have to remember that the NFL was one of the later leagues to embrace sports betting. You know, the NBA came right out, did a lot of partnership deals with regulated sports betting companies, but the NFL didn't exactly embrace sports betting partnerships day one, and thus it's possible that because they didn't do that, that, you know, because their partnership, sponsorship, advertising on on sports betting was a little late to the game, that so wasn't their education and awareness programs. Obviously, with so many NFL athletes being put in these situations and being found to have violated the league's wagering policy, my feeling is that the league is going to do a really good job in the offseason of beefing up the awareness and education around this 
And I think we're going to see the numbers dramatically decrease in the NFL. And likely, the, I think we'll see it again, but not in the NFL. I think it'll be a, one of the other leagues where we see a little wave of activity. But I think the NFL is really going to push education, awareness, and make sure that the athletes, that there, there's no ambiguity anymore. You know you can't do this. You got it. All right, Matt Holt joins us, uh, U.S. Integrity. Matt, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. So we talked about the series with Sacramento and Golden State. The series now tied at uh, two game apiece, we've seen a lot of the in series wagering, uh, you know, fluctuate a little bit with this. And then you go back to, uh, before the series started for future wagering, uh, the Warriors are plus 800, Kings were plus 6,000. Uh, and, uh, like you said, with players sitting out and more and more injuries here, uh, do we see some liability here with a, a couple of these teams that could cash out for the books? Yeah, what's interesting is, look, Kings win the first two games, flip to a favorite in the series. Warriors come back, win at home, which they've done all season. And the Warriors are back to a minus 340 favorite right now, mostly because of the injury to De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, we saw today, uh, I, I think we've seen as much fluctuation in this Miami Heat-Milwaukee Bucks game as we've seen in any playoff game. Open three and a half went all the way up to, I think, eight and a half or, or eight at one point with Milwaukee with Giannis coming back and it looking like Jimmy Butler might also be out. Now, Butler is probable for tonight. Bam Adebayo, who had a hamstring issue, is probable tonight. But they're without Victor Oladipo right. or Tyler Hero. It's just so many guys, TC. I don't know what it is in the NBA, but you it's hard to find a game now where you're full-strength-on-full-strength team, despite the fact that these guys are doing load management during the season, and they're doing more load management than we've ever seen before in the history of any league. Yet in the playoffs, I think you'd agree, we have seen more injuries per game on this NBA playoffs than any league's uh, postseason I can ever remember. No, I think you're right. And you mentioned that Buck series, not knowing if Giannis is going to play, and then the, the word comes out he is, and now, like you said, this line's jumped up to Seven and a half, eight points. Uh, so, and, and again, the Bucks have looked anything like a number one seed. And I don't know, Matt, if it's because Giannis hasn't played or or not. But man, the Miami Heat have played exceptionally well, and and, and bad news for them. Like you said, you know, they lose Tyler Tyler Hero in game number one. Now you lose Olin Depot in the last game, and you know Butler left uh, the last game as well too. So, yeah, I I think everybody's thinking, okay, this is the spot for the Bucks here, but. I don't know if anybody really wants to, you know, invest, uh, you know, lay in seven and a half or eight points on the road, especially from this Miami Heat team has played so well, and especially at home. Yeah, this is a Jekyll and Hyde Miami Heat team, hard to figure out. You know, it was the bench that won it in game three and didn't just win it dominating, outscoring the Milwaukee bench by more than 20 points. But a key part of that bench, who you just said, Victor Oladipo, not going to be in there tonight. Injuries to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, although both are going to play. Tyler Hero out, Giannis back. All the signs point to Milwaukee, but we've yet to see Milwaukee play a complete game. I guess game number two, they look pretty good without Giannis. But some of these series are just crazy. I mean, both games tonight, TC, we talk about are those series have been dramatically impacted by injuries. The Lakers-Grizzlies series is tonight as well, dramatically impacted by the John Morant injury. 
Tonight we've got Memphis and the Lakers, a big game for the Grizz here. They trail two games to one. This game back in L.A. tonight, Lakers a four-and-a-half-point favorite, Matt. How do you see this one? I actually think this is a better spot for Memphis. It's probably the first game of the season um, that John Morant, or first game of the series where John Morant feels like he's going to be as healthy as any point during the se- during the series. Dylan Brooks didn't get suspension. We all knew that that you know there was a possible suspension out there for the groin strike. Uh, he didn't get suspended. LeBron looked a little hobbled. You know, he was actually on the injury report, listed as probable the foot injury. Anthony Davis on the injury report, although listed as probable the foot injury. Um, you know, and Anthony Davis has been the man in this series, averaging five blocks per game. But I do think if you have a really active John Morant, that leads to less going to the basket or less one-on-one inside for the big men and making Davis's blocking ability less effective. I actually think this could be one of the closer games tonight, and uh, I know everyone's on the Lakers right now. I think this could be a Memphis game tonight. All right, let's close it out talking about the Golden Knights uh, in Winnipeg tonight. We know it's going to be a raucous crowd, but the Jets have themselves some injuries as well, too. Golden Knights uh, right around a 110 minus 115 favorite on the road. How do you see it? Look, I think the winner of that last overtime was going to be the winner of this series. We're talking 1-1. Golden Knights had a 4-1 to lead in the third period. Blew that lead. If Winnipeg could have completed that comeback, oh my goodness, the momentum that would have been on their side after being down 4-1 to on the third, now being up in the series, but they didn't. Yes, they completed the comeback. Yes, they went to overtime, but inevitably they lost. Now they're down 2-1, up against it with a banged-up roster. I actually think this is a good spot as a pick for the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, there it is. He is Matt Holt. Uh, love when Matt joins us. U.S. Integrity, keep keeping us abreast on everything, all sports. Brother, we appreciate the time as always, man, and uh, we look forward to talking with you real soon. Thanks, TC. Best of luck tonight. Take care. You got it. There he is. And uh, tonight we've got ourselves very intriguing hockey game. And the way the Golden Knights played in the opener, it was like, ooh, what's going to happen here? But then the Golden Knights have come storming back in this series. Very, very uh, impressive. Where they won 5-2 in Game 2. They put up five goals again in Game 3. Double overtime win. Jumped out to that 4-1 lead. But the peg, the Jets, they came storming back. And the Golden Knights win it in overtime, in the second overtime after uh, the giveaway back in the deep in the jet zone. All right? So game four tonight. I want to thank Brian Bedowitz, Jerry the Dennis, the whole, our crew back there in Winnipeg, and Jesus Lopez, who does a fantastic job on the Spanish broadcasting side on ESPN Deportes Las Vegas. Tonight, Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. Remember, game number five will be back here in Vegas on Thursday night, so we look forward to being back out there Again, all right, I want to thank Jim Barnett for joining us, the longtime Golden State Warriors analyst on the TV and the radio side, and the former player himself for the Warriors back in the day, who's got a championship ring. Great stuff there. Miss any part of the show, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Tomorrow, Terrible Tuesday. Plenty of Terrible Tuesday takes on that. And then also tomorrow, Al Bernstein will join us as we recap the beatdown that Gervonta Tank Davis put on Ryan Garcia Saturday night. 
in front of 20,000-plus at T-Mobile Arena. What a sight that was. So we'll talk to Al Bernstein regarding that, who was on the call for Showtime Championship Boxing. Also, NFL Draft is coming up on Thursday, so we got all the draft coverage. Who better? The guru, our guy, Trevor Maddich, joins us tomorrow as he's going to break down the Raiders selection, the quarterbacks, and a whole lot more. Chuck Esposito will join us from Red Rock as well, too. For Dumb Chuck TC saying so long, go to the website, check out all of the interviews. Check out the interview page. You'll love it. The classics, the current, the homepage. It's all there at tcmartinshow.com.